Hello, and welcome to Capstan Live. We're the podcast that makes sure you pay the real estate taxes you owe and not a dollar more. If you own commercial real estate or advise someone who does, you're in the right place for a real talk about maximizing tax savings. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Capstan Live. I'm Terry Johnson, partner here at Capstan Tax Strategies, and I am excited to be hosting the podcast today. Our topic today is tax season is over. Take a breath. We have a very special guest today, Rob Ord, Vice President of Operations for Unbeatable Mind. Rob is former military, spending 20 years in the U.S. Navy in various special operations communities. His civilian career in consulting has focused on helping companies grow, become more efficient, and reach their potential. I've actually had the opportunity to get to know Rob over the last few years as he's consulted with Capstan to help us incorporate mindfulness into our daily practice. Rob, it's just great to have you here today. Um, And before we jump into the meat of talking about breathing and all the things you're gonna talk about today, can you tell us how you ended up working with individuals and companies using wellness as a key ingredient to uh, to creating success? Oh, Terry, thanks. It's great to be here. It's great to see you and uh, and spend some time with you. Yeah, so that's a, that's an interesting uh, answer. Um, how did we get to this place? Um, the uh, the beginning of it, I guess, was in the mid '90s. Um, both Mark Devine, the founder uh, and CEO of Unbeatable Mind and Seal Fit, uh, and I were both in the Navy, and we were at the same command. Um, we would work out together, spend time together, became friends. And, um, and then, uh, and then of course, went our separate ways after a while, as you do in the Navy, changing commands and other things. But at some point, uh, came back together to work on a project that was uh, designed to bring in uh, talented folks into the special operations communities uh, by mentoring and training them before they went in to the Navy itself, uh, called the Naval Special Warfare Special Operations Mentor Program. That later on turned into something that we created called Seal Fit. And Seal Fit was about just really, you know, going after um, big goals, you know, uh, ultra fit, but ultra like mentally resilient too, right? That was our focus is it's not just about how many push-ups and stuff you could do, but, um, but something so much more, mental toughness. And that mental toughness kind of, uh, or mental resiliency kind of, uh, um, you know, focus was the birthplace of Unbeatable Mind, which really merges both Western and Eastern concepts together um, in a way that, that, that creates kind of an integrated approach to developing oneself. And so it's that Unbeatable Mind um that you were introduced to and that i've been able to to spend time with your organization with capstan um to uh to introduce the big four of mental toughness and things like that um and uh and so we do a lot of work with um you know individuals personal development uh but we do some organizational development as well and uh and so it's just been a it's been a fun ride one you know um opportunity of trying to to help people and develop people uh turning into something else and turning into something else and here we are 
That's just an amazing story. And I love that, that you've been able to take those concepts within Capstan and really help us, you know, as you're preparing for a tax season and things like that, mental toughness really does come into play. And I know, Rob, one of the things you've worked with us a lot is kind of on the science of breathing. Mm. And I, um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about that with our audience today. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of go a little further without uh, spending too much time on it, that mental toughness, that, that recipe for success is what we call the big four. And it does start with breath control. It starts with um, getting your breath under control um, and then focusing on, you know, uh, scripting the positivity, right? Visualization. And of course, lastly, is micro goals. And all these things are things that um, we have to train ourselves to, to become good at. And, but it all starts with breathing. And so that's a great place to start today. I would, I would, I think the, the kind of the uh, intro for the importance of breath really comes down to the science of stress. How does stress affect us? How does, how do different things affect us? And then, and without going into too much of the scientist, I'm not a scientist, uh, but, um, but, but most people recognize we got, you know, different parts of our brain. We've got a very basic part of our brain, which um, is, you know, is kind of the reptilian brain, right? That's the, the brain stem, the cerebellum. Uh, we've got the mammalian part of our brain, and that part of our brain really focuses on threats and opportunities. That's what it's really, you know, good at doing. What are the threats out there? What are the opportunities out there? And for a long time, that's how we survived is, is you know, having a good system that worked like that. And then the last part of our brain is what we call, and the Buddhists call, the monkey mind. Um, and that is that, that really high functioning mind that a lot of times can get in the way, right? And so I think the, um, uh, the reality of our world today, which is much different than it was for, you know, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of years before that, is that we have so much going on around us and the pressure is is high and there's just so much information uh, that's accessible that um, uh, that we feel that pressure of that mammalian mind that that those threats out there what's going to happen right and that just creates a lot of dis-ease right which sometimes can turn into disease right and so so we have to figure out ways to to reduce stress to to find the balance, right? And um, breathing is one of the most fundamental and uh, powerful, effective uh, ways to do that. And primarily because when we're breathing correctly, and I'm gonna talk to you about breathing correctly today. When we're breathing correctly, we're actually activating one of our 12 cranial nerves, the vagus nerve, uh, which runs from the brain stem all the way into the throat, into the heart, into our, into our, you know, our, into our guts, into our abdomen. When we're breathing effectively, we're activating that vagus nerve, which takes us from a place of uh, fight or flight, right? The parasympathetic, or excuse me, the sympathetic nervous system, right? Right. That fight or flight that we're experiencing, maybe at a low level because of all the threats and and things like that that we experience. You know, what's going to happen? with this and what's going to happen with that. And oh my gosh, there's a deadline. And what if we don't make the deadline, et cetera, et cetera. 
right? Keeping us at this kind of low level of, of anxiety, um, the, uh, the ability to activate that vagus nerve takes us into that rest and digest, takes us into a place where we're actually relaxed, right? And so many people get so used to being in, in that, you know, higher level of, um, um, you know, stress that uh, it almost feels normal until you learn to breathe. You know, I find that personally, it's just such an interesting concept. And I, I, I want to hear more, though, about sort of the physiology behind that, because if you think about it, if you're if you can truly control, say, stress just by this breath control, it's mm -hmm. a pretty amazing con you know, concept. And I know you live and breathe this, no pun intended, every day. So <laughs> can you talk a little bit more about the control piece of that? Sure, absolutely. So I, um, I worked as a, a special operations combat medic, right? So I went through some, some extensive medical uh, training. And one of the first things that we learned is, is how to take vital signs, right? And, you know, there are some within normal limits boundaries for everything, right? For pulse, for blood pressure, and for respirations. And what I learned was that normal respirations for an adult are 12 to 22, right? Lower end 12, higher end 22. That, when we talk about normal breathing is really hypercapnia. It's breathing way too fast, right? In When we're breathing uh, normally, uh, we should be breathing about five to 10 times a minute, right? But that's because if we're breathing, uh, um, you know, uh, effectively, if we're breathing correctly, we're breathing with our whole uh, airway, right? And so it's it's a breath that starts in the belly and then moves up into the chest and then finally is all the way up in the upper airway. And physiologically, if you wonder, like, what does that feel like? Just think about what does it feel like to yawn? What does that feel like, you know? Sometimes our body, like, tells us like you got to take an, an actual breath here guy right uh because uh you know because <laughs> things are you know getting out of hand right and that's when we yawn right sometimes it's when we're tired but sometimes it's it's just when we need to get a full breath that activation of the vagus nerve and 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 some of those things right and so physiologically what is happening is that if we're starting the breath correctly we're starting with the belly we're breathing into the belly just imagine uh, holding a baby in your in your arms and watching it, how it breathes, its belly goes up and down, right? That's what you're seeing move, right? Eventually, as we get older, we stop doing that because we're told suck it in, you know, chest out, everything like that. So true. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, but physiologically, if we're breathing correctly, we're breathing into the belly, which is act activating the vagus nerve um, through the diaphragm through movement within the, um, you know, the internal organs, because the diaphragm is, is extending downward. Um, we're breathing into the chest and then we're breathing up into our upper airway as well. Um, and almost feeling that yawn feel, uh, which is, uh, activating the vagus nerve at the top, you know, at the top of the airway. Well, you know, it's fascinating because I've actually tried this sometimes if I've had a stressful day and trying to get to sleep and doing some of these techniques and 
the next thing I know it's morning, you know, it really does <laughs> calm you right down. Yes. Um, so, you know, we all have times, Rob, during our day that we feel disconnected or detached and, you know, from ourselves. And, and we might be feeling that we are letting ourselves be controlled by outside influences. Mm -hmm. So how does the breath work that you're talking about and you're describing enter into these times of the day when we sort of feel like we are not in command of our day at all. Yeah. It's kind of controlling us. Mm, and, and I guess in a follow-up to that would be, what does it mean to breathe correctly when you're in those situations? If you wouldn't mind kind of tackling those two. Yeah, absolutely. So the, 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 the answer to the first question, and I love that question. I love that question. I mean, the reality is that um, we don't spend much time present where we're actually at. We spend most of our time obviously physically present in, you know, in a meeting or at my desk or driving to here or driving to there while I'm mentally all over the place. I'm in the future. I'm in the past. I'm projecting. I'm reflecting. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. All depends on, you know, a lot of other factors, obviously but generally speaking not present right not present where we're really at and one of the things that i think is powerful about breath is that it gives us the capability to actually experience something because we're generally not uh, aware of our breath at all right we're just breathing um, and that's great that we have that capability um, otherwise we'd have to you know spend a lot of time thinking about inhale exhale inhale exhale uh, our, our autonomic nervous system takes care of that for us. But when we're, when we have the opportunity to actually focus on our breathing, to breathe correctly, which I definitely will go through and we can do a little bit together today. Oh, great. Okay. Um, uh, you can be fully present in this moment, this moment that, that you're in, which gives you the ability as you're spending time with family or working on a project or something else, um, getting good at training the mind to be present, to focus on what is, as opposed to uh, spending so much time balancing, um, you know, either um, projections of what could be on the good side or the bad side or reflections of what maybe was on the good side or the bad side that all just you know, seem like little little anchors that stick to us and, and hold us down. I guess it's truly being present in the moment is what you're talking about. That's is, right. It's a, it's a hard thing to achieve for most people. Yeah. Um, you know, and speaking personally on that topic, you know, I can easily be distracted, Rob. I have to admit it. And, you know, there's so much technology out there, action lists or as a to-do list, if you will. So what is your answer to someone that has really good intentions that who's easily distracted like what would be your advice yeah so i guess the first one of the first questions i'd want to ask uh, or identify is uh why right why 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 is there a tendency to go in that direction right and sometimes it's because there's a story that if i don't um if i don't do enough i'm not gonna you know, get everything done that I need to, right? 
And sometimes it's because, you know, and, and, and I don't think this is in your case, but I know um, that the world has given us um, so many opportunities for bright, shiny uh, objects that, that, you know, distract us in the form of social media, right? And so many people, young people, a lot of young people um, have developed almost a, a, uh, an addiction, a, a, a need for um, escaping from this present moment, from my own thoughts. I need to go and, and, and doing this and that and the other. So the first question is obviously why? Why do I need to do this? Um, uh, why do I need, feel the need to, you know, for distraction, right? And I guess the, um, uh, you know, part of that is, you know, if, if it's because there's so much to do, um, then one of the things that I've found with uh, some of the work that we do, some of the work we've done with your team, is that uh, being present and, um, and you know, specifically being present in your breath practices on a regular basis gives you the ability to become more effective and more efficient. And that at times you'll notice that um, you don't feel the need to go and look at something three, you know, third or fourth or fifth time or to um, or to be um, uh, compulsive about, um, you know, emails or or things like that, because um, you're just experiencing life a little bit differently. Right. Distractions a lot of times are like um, I just need something to do. Right. That can be the case. I need something to do. Uh, and, you know, why is that, I guess, is a good question. Um, or that um, or that there's a fear that if I don't, if I if I don't, if I miss something, um, then everything's going to fall apart. Right. And, and I also just have it. Right. I mean, we just have these habits built in that. You oh, just yeah, we definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Check. So yeah. I'm going to I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball. OK, because we, we were talking a little bit about somebody that has good intentions mm -hmm. and now I want to talk to you a little bit about the skeptic. So let's say there's some folks in our audience out there that will say, you know, you know, I'm in when I'm in tax season, the days are running together. I have, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast today. Um, you know, I'm just powering through the day. So, so what? How is this going to help me? What would you say to that person? Yeah. Well. Um... You know, I've experienced times like that. I've experienced times where, you know, as we were just, you know, talking before we started this up of VUCA, right? Where the world is volatile um, and uncertain, it's complex, it's ambiguous. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot going on and you really can't predict what is gonna happen next. Uh, in your kind of profession in tax, uh, you know, which obviously has some really busy seasons, I can imagine that uh, that that's what that feels like. The thing that I also recognize is that um, when you look at some of the um, most elite, whether it's in business or athletics or from my background, military, um, or something else, there, there's consistency in best practices, right? And some of those best practices are in really uh, developing 
mental focus, right? And the mental focus that is necessary for um, both the balance of uh, being able to be the predator, right? Stalking the prey, right? Very focused, right? That would be like a high beta brainwave, very focused, as well as um, being able to completely let go and relax in a real low alpha um, requires that, um, that you have uh, effective breathing practices, that you have effective ways of um, uh, utilizing physiology to affect psychology, right? And so for somebody that is skeptic, I realize that, um, uh, you know, sometimes the pathways are, are well-grooved, right? And change is hard. And so there's a natural uh, resistance to change. But I would suggest, I'm gonna give you a couple of things today. We're gonna do a little breathing so that we can kind of go through what is correct breathing, but I also want to challenge to do a couple of things and one is is do something in the morning and we'll we'll talk a little bit about this before before we sign off okay now, what does that look like as well as um how to bring it into just um uh, regular parts of the day right because i think that for most people who are skeptical there may be um the reality that they've practiced a couple of times uh but um but not necessarily really giving it a shot uh, because what I can tell you is that this is uh, not kind of a hack or, you know, um, uh, something that, that hasn't been proven. Uh, it's, it's, it's well-documented, researched. Uh, it does work. And I, I think you make a really good point, and that is that you have to practice. It's not mm -hmm. something you can just do and master it. You have to and, and they're different levels. So I think this is a really good point. You mentioned to kind of run us through a drill. So could you do a spot drill for us, Rob, and yeah, yeah. give our listeners a practical application to what you're talking about? Yeah, love to, love to. Thanks, Terry. Um, so let's just talk about the position of our body to start with, right? And we'll just assume that we're, we, we have the ability to sit down, right? Um, so, First of all, what we want to create is a nice straight spine, right? So a nice straight spine. So we're sitting, we're sitting maybe on the edge of a chair. If you're driving or something like that, don't don't move around too much. Take care of business. Uh, but um, but if you have the ability, just move to the kind of the edge of the chair uh, so that your back isn't against the chair. You're not you know kind of slumped. Um, and imagine that there is a wire that's connected to the top of your head and that it is pulling up ever so slightly and so it's just creating a nice straight spine right chin is tucked just a little bit um, so you have a neutral spine as well right and correct breathing just starts with relaxing right relaxing the body feet flat on the floor and just breathing into the belly, right? So relax the belly and breathe into the belly. Now the breath in and the breath out should be um, four to five seconds, which is much longer than people are generally, uh, generally experience, right? Four to five seconds, five seconds uh, inhale and a five second exhale, that's 10 seconds, right? 
And so if you're doing, you know, a five second inhale, five second exhale, then that's about six breaths a minute, right? And what you'll find almost immediately as you just relax into breathing into the belly, and you can actually even put a hand on your belly. And as you're breathing in, just notice whether that is extending or not. And as you're breathing out, notice if the belly is coming back in to its original position. For some people, as a coach in this, uh, for some people, it's, it's, it is a, it's an amazing effort to get to the place where they relax the belly, they relax the belly, right? Now, when we relax the belly, we allow the diaphragm to go down and that's what distends and pushes the belly out, right? And that is what is uh, uh, affecting or activating the vagus nerve, right? So that's the first part of the breath is just breathing into the belly. Now, as we go into the second part of the breath, that is breathing into the chest. So you can breathe into the belly and then into the chest. And that doesn't extend necessarily the time that it takes to inhale. It's just fo focusing on the feeling of staging that first part of the breath in the belly, second part of the breath in the chest. And then when you're ready, you can extend into the third part of the breath. And this is the one that is like yawning. So it's breathing into the belly, breathing into the chest, and then breathing into the upper airway where you pull back a little bit in the back of your throat just like it feels like when you yawn, uh, you know, you know what that feels like. You're pulling back and that's that, that's that um, activation of that, that upper vagus nerve, um, you know, connection, right? So breathing correctly, if we really want to breathe correctly, we're breathing in a three-part breath. And while we did this while we're sitting, uh, or at least the way that I described it, where we're sitting and, you know, with a nice straight spine, you can do this when you're walking. You can do this while you're sitting and listening to, um, you know, a uh, this podcast. You can uh, do this in line at the store. Uh, you can do this almost anywhere. And the thing that that I, I uh, that we talked about a little bit earlier was that um, that in this breathing, that we're doing this way, where we're really focused on that first, second, and third part of the breath, we start to be able to experience this as a as a as a practice of presence, as a practice of what is actually happening uh, in this most you know basic function right now. I mean, it's fascinating, and I'm I'm always curious, like for someone like yourself that's done this so long. How long did it take you where you weren't thinking about the breathing, where you really are maybe breathing five times a minute? Did it take mm. a long time to achieve that? So, you know, here's what I would say. I, I, um, I find that for me and, and, and Mark, Mark Devine, who I mentioned earlier, um, you know, longer on the path than I have been, um, and others that I really look up to, um, we probably... Uh, don't breathe as often as maybe the uh, the standard, you know, medical recommendation, twelve to twenty-two. Uh, but when you're when you focus on your breathing, it always slows down, right? And so, what I would say is that immediately when I learned how to breathe correctly, I noticed 
ah, uh, there's something to this, right? There's something to this. When I run someone through a, a breathing practice, there is an almost like, there's a place you can pinpoint where you feel like something just shifted. Like I just feel like I just relaxed, right? If we had one of those hats with all the little sensors and things like in that in there, you could actually see the brain waves change, right? Because of, of that vagal activation and, and everything that it does to the brain waves. And so there, you know, one of the things I'll tell you is part of an answer to your question is the more that I learn about breathing, the more that I realize there is so much more to learn. There's so much more to experience. Um, and so, um, and so, you know, I've, I've, I've made some progress, uh, but, uh, but there's so much more. Um, so I actually find that very encouraging, you know, cause it can always get better at it and it has such an impact on your life. And so I'm, I'm curious if you'd mind kind of going to that next step, talking to us a little bit, going from the tactical breathing mm -hmm. and talk to us a little bit about box breathing. And I know you've spent time with our team on that and, mm -hmm. Can you just maybe tell us a little bit about what the difference is with box breathing? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I'm, I'm a visual learner, so I can always, I can really relate to this because like when I'm breathing, I can actually think See about the that, the four corners of the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing that we, um, that we just were talking about and we just did a little bit of a practice with is what we call tactical breathing, just so everybody's up to speed, right? And tactical breathing is basically, inhale and exhale there are no holds um everything is basically um you know that four to five seconds uh is you know is what we generally recommend um it slows your heart rate down it slows down a lot of uh a lot of the the chatter um and gives you the ability we call it tactical breathing uh, because it gives, gives you the ability to either really focus on something uh um, you know, with kind of laser focus or to open up the spectrum of your awareness, right? Like what's going on right now, right? What we would call situational awareness, the ability to not get sucked into focusing on something, right? The ability to see, you know, everything, if you will, right? And so we call that tactical breathing, four to five second inhale and exhale, as I described with a nice deep you know, breath into the diaphragm. Now, box breathing takes tactical breathing and it adds some aspects of holding your breath. Um, but in the, in the box breath, when we hold our breath, we don't hold our breath like we're going to have a breath holding contest. Like we're all used to doing, you know, from our you know, maybe childhood days, right? where it's like, okay, I'm gonna hold my breath. And when I hold my breath, I like close everything down in my airway, right? And close, close everything down in my throat um, and, and just hold it as long as I can. In box breathing, we actually keep the airway open. And I'll tell you why, right? So in box breathing, we take that, that first inhale, just like I described, you're inhaling deep into your belly, into your chest, into your upper airway, and then um, you're maintaining a, an open airway as you just hold that air in, right? 
holding the air in. And if you think of the box, as Terry just described, the inhale might be like coming up on the left side uh, vertical part of the box, right? And then the hold is the top of the box, right? And so you're holding for exactly the same amount of time, four to five seconds. And then you're exhaling, right? And that would be the right-hand side of the box going down and, and you're exhaling, just relaxing. They like the tactical breath. And then the hold would be the bottom of the box, right? And so we're again, holding with an open airway. And the reason why we hold with an open airway is that when we're breathing in, in that, you know, with that deep diaphragmatic breath, we're activating the vagus nerve. When we're holding our airway open and holding our breath, we're kind of holding pressure on that vagus activated nerve right on the on the vagus nerve holding pressure creating like a, a a super hit if you will right and then we're relaxing and um exhaling and then just kind of um holding that that airway open in the bottom of the breath where there is no breath now the thing with box breathing is it's kind of a super uh it's a it's a way to really um uh experience everything that breathing has to offer from the standpoint of you know that correct way of breathing because it as i mentioned really activates your vagus nerve if if there's if there's any stress or anything like that uh, that you're experiencing any kind of uh, sympathetic nervous system responses that are going on fight or flight anxiety that sort of thing you can uh, really experience a, a um, a profound sense of uh, movement from um, that to the parasympathetic to more of that rest and digest to more of that feeling where the where you almost experience that kind of uh, um, you know um, just relaxation right in in uh, in an exhale or something like that that point in time where the brain waves switch. Well, thank you so much for kind of going through the box breathing as well as the tactical breathing. And I, I hope our listeners really give this a try. And I, I think to start out probably the four to five seconds is it sounds like a really good uh, thing to try to achieve if you can do that. And, and keeping that airway open, learning from personal experience that if you tighten up, you can get a little stressed out. So you got to make sure, right, Rob, that you keep that airway yeah. open when you're holding. Yeah, yeah. I would say that um, number one, uh, start with tactical breathing. Get good at that. Get used to that. Um, do that in the morning. Do it first thing in the morning. See if you can give yourself five minutes in the first thing in the morning. And then Terry talked about spot drills. Spot drills are just things that we actually put in our day to help us remember to practice something, right? And that can be physical or something else. But in this case, let's just do some breathing. So every once in a while, Maybe you can set an alarm. Maybe you can do it at a certain time of day. Just do some deep breathing, right? And then the last thing, as Terry mentioned, you can do it at night. That's a great opportunity to just let go of the stress of the day, have a really good sleep, which is huge, right? Sleep is so important and being able to let go at the end of the day. And so at those three things, you can use tactical breathing to start and then maybe moved into some box breathing later. Um, you know, in the morning and, you know, a time or two throughout the day and then in the evening. And I think it'll make a huge difference. 
That's great. And I, I guess I'm going to challenge you because you've, you've gone over a lot of information and it's just, you know, it's a, you're a wealth of knowledge, Rob. And <laughs> if you could impart one piece of wisdom on our listeners today about getting started down this path, if, if they're listening and they're interested, what would that one piece of wisdom be for, for the listeners? I think the um, probably the most important thing, uh, and it, this this comes back for me personally as well as people that I work with. Um, you know, a lot of times we think that we have to um, do the you know the, the, we create kind of a plan for ourselves, and I'm going to do just maybe maybe just what I said, right? Mornings, a couple times throughout the day, and evenings, right? We create a plan for ourselves, and if we're not hitting the plan, then we just kind of give up. So my my the the most important thing I can tell you, uh, and learn from my own personal experience, is that everything counts. Everything counts, and so even if it's just a couple of breaths throughout the day, that counts. And if you're not hitting necessarily the goals that you set for yourself in this or something else. Um, the frequent uh, response is to just give up or to say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try again next month or I'll try again next year. Um, and what I say is that everything counts, everything counts. And so, um, so don't give up. I love it. Rob, thank you so much. I think that that's a good ending for this podcast and what a, a really great discussion. I, I just want to thank you for taking your time today to, to meet with us. And it's just been a lot of fun having you here to share your knowledge and just the, the really the walk that you're on and, and sharing that with others and, and the work that you and Mark are doing and the team there at Unbeatable Mind. Um, and if our listeners are interested in learning more, how would they get in touch with you? Well, they can come to our website, which is uh, uh, unbeatablemind.com, uh, or you can reach out to me directly at rob at unbeatablemind.com. Great. Okay. Oh yeah. Thank you, Rob, so much. And I'm Terry Johnson here with our producer, Aaron Strongen, hoping you liked what you heard. If you did, why not subscribe? We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or you could just go to our website at capstantax.com and click on the podcast tab. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Capstan Live. Thanks for listening to Capstan Live. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Visit our website at capstantax.com for more info on everything we discussed today, plus breaking news, industry blogs, and more. Have a profitable day.